So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I'll be continuing our wholehearted series, looking at what it means to be wholehearted in our devotion towards God. As we know, this word wholehearted has been defined as as living with complete sincerity and commitment uh, to God. And this week is week four. It's the last week of our wholehearted series. We've been looking at what it means to have a heart of worship. Now, it's true that all of us know and recognize that worship should play a key role in our walk with the Lord. It should be a key characteristic that defines who we are as followers of Jesus. And not just worship in the sense of church services, which is of course a big part of it, but a heart of worship that is wholly devoted to the Lord in every way that affects and alters every area of our lives, bringing out the Christ likeness in us. Over the last two weeks, Uh, We've been in a series at church talking about biblical wealth creation and how to run our finances God's way. Uh, And that's a great example of how having a heart of worship affects every area in our lives, even our finances. Our wholeheartedness towards God determines what we do for God. And in the case of what we've been talking about at church, we either worship finances or we worship God with our finances. And that's a key distinction that we've been discussing throughout the series, and I really would encourage you to catch up on the last two weeks in case you've missed them. But in thinking about our topic for this morning, which comes from the book of Acts chapter 11, let's look at what it means to remain true to the Lord with a devoted heart. A devoted heart. Acts chapter 11 verse 23 says the following, When he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts. I just want to read that first phrase again, when he arrived and saw the grace of God. You know, the context of this verse is that there was persecution that took place against the church after Stephen, one of the early disciples, was killed a few chapters earlier in chapter 7. And this persecution that broke out against the church caused the believers to be scattered and spread out across various cities, uh, preaching the gospel as they went. And one of the cities was Antioch. And in Acts chapter 11, we read that large numbers of people had turned to the Lord as a result of the believers preaching the gospel as they were scattered. And this news had reached uh, Jerusalem. And so the church sent Barnabas, that's the he in the passage, who was one of the missionaries that worked with the Apostle Paul, um, to the church to encourage them to continue doing what they'd been doing. So they hear this news and they send Barnabas, and that's when he sees, when when we read this wonderful opening line in this passage, that he saw the grace of God. And he was glad. And from this position of gladness, he was able to encourage the the church to remain devoted to the Lord with true hearts. I love it how evident the grace of God was in the forming and fueling of the early church. You know, the whole book of Acts is decorated with incredible stories of God's grace and power on display as he breathed the life of the Spirit into the beginning of the church as we know today. And in this passage, we see just how powerfully evident it was. You see, it was the grace of God that turned the persecution into preaching. Imagine for a moment that you had heard about how the church had been scattered as a result of this this suffering, this difficulty. Perhaps the the first thoughts to you would have been, oh no, what has become of the believers? What has happened to them? That they have now been scattered and spread across all these cities. Imagine the joy then when hearing the news that not only were those believers okay, but they were flourishing. They had reached more people. The grace of God had inspired preaching from this persecution. And it caused gladness in the hearts of his people. There was something evident 
in the way that grace had worked in the early church that produced gladness, rejoicing, a sense of affection in a fellow believer. And that's the message for us today when it comes to remaining true to the Lord with devoted hearts. It is to never lose sight of the role that grace has in our lives when it comes to the effective outworking of our salvation. We should never ever lose sight of the role that grace plays when it comes to the effective outworking of our salvation. You know, the grace of God is not only effective and essential in salvation, Ephesians 2 verse 8, for it's by grace that we have been saved through faith and it's not of your own doing, it is the gift of God. But the grace of God is also effective and essential in the working out of that salvation. It's effective in getting saved and then also working that out or in our sanctification. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10 says, But by the grace of God I am what I am. This is the Apostle Paul talking. And his grace towards me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. You could say that the grace we have received from God for salvation is his gift to us. And the grace that we have received from God for our sanctification is our gift to him. And what better fuel than the grace of God itself to maintain our devotion to him? It's a gift to commune with Christ and be in a loving relationship with him. And this morning, may we be encouraged to allow the grace of God to stir up inside of us a deep desire to be wholehearted to the Lord uh, in our devotion, having a devoted heart to the Lord Jesus. Now, having a devoted heart means that we are fully committed to him. It means that we cling to him. It means that we display our affection for him and give ourselves wholeheartedly to the humble service of his name as our Lord and Savior. It means that we are faithful in our affection and steadfast in our perseverance to follow after him and trust him, no matter what the circumstances are around us or the doubts that may surface within us. You know, it's true that who or what we are most devoted to reveals itself most often in our behaviors. And when we are focused on Christ, we become more like him. When we are devoted to him, we become more like him. And that is how the grace of God fuels and translates our heartfelt devotion into evidential action. That's what the grace of God does. It's the grace of God that causes us to be devoted in how we honor our relationships, how we handle our finances, how we season our speech, how we choose our thoughts. In every area, being devoted to Jesus as his followers, it's the grace that enables that to happen. For this is our true worship. This is, this is what grace makes possible. It's to love God and to love people wholeheartedly. That's our call. And that's what the grace of God does. So maybe be encouraged this morning, church, to remember that it's the grace of God that enables us to live devoted lives to him wholeheartedly, loving him and loving others also. So let's take a moment and pray as we wrap up our, our conversation this morning. Father, we thank you so much for the grace of God that is just poured out over our lives through Jesus. Thank you that it is by grace that we have, we have been saved. And thank you, Father, that is the grace that is at work in us that produces this commitment to live for you. So Holy Spirit, would you, would you teach us to live from that place of grace and extend it to others? Thank you, Jesus, that your grace towards us is not in vain, but it produces something in us. It produces this willingness to, to live wholeheartedly for you. And thank you that as we do that, we will see not only our lives transformed, but the lives of people around us. So that news will, will, will go out about the good things that you are doing. Thank you, Father, that you have made this possible because of your sacrifice on the cross in your son, Jesus. And we just honor you so much for, for, for standing 
uh, accepted and beloved, adopted as your children into this family. And from that place, Father, we are committed to live wholeheartedly for you. So would you just speak your life, speak your spirit, speak your favor over, th- over this day and over this week as we just humbly serve you and thank you for all that you are. And in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen.